When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, unless you have Hulu or ESPN+, Plus, you probably haven't watched every single Flyers game so far. But let's still talk about them right now. This is the Orange and Backcheck Podcast with Bill Kornfeld and Scott Weinhardt. It is episode 160 of Orange and Backcheck. Thank you so much for listening. As always, make sure you have subscribed to us and following along everywhere on the Hockey Podcast Network and other platforms, Spotify, Apple, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff as always. And a guy who is very happy, he can probably now bring his emotional support ostrich to the Wells Fargo Center, Scott Weinhardt. What's going on, Listen, brother? I don't need you to tell anybody about Ali, all right? I, that's uh, That's something that I told you in confidence. You did not need to tell people about my emotional support animal that people probably you know frown upon i mean ostriches are good man they they lay good eggs you ever eat an ostrich egg i can't say i have neither have i, I oh, okay i, I thought you that. were actually gonna like break down the delicacies of the ostrich egg no no but you know what there is a place by me that does sell ostrich eggs and they also sell i believe bison as well so i mean it is intriguing now i've had a bison burger bison burgers are good there's a there's a much different taste to them than a regular beef burger beef patty uh i would say I don't know. I, I like eggs. So like in natural thought would be ostrich ostrich eggs wouldn't be that different. But I feel like there would be and I wouldn't enjoy it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't I know. Mean, I, Maybe it's just the size because obviously they're they're, I mean, they're massive. Yeah, I know ostriches are huge. I mean, you know, Ollie lays a couple a day and, and you know, that's that's what <laughs> happens. You're trying to get him into the major sports arenas here in yeah, the South yeah. Philly area. Dude, I, 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 I really I don't. I don't get that. And the reason why Bill's bringing this up is because tonight the Flyers allowed the emotional support alligator that the uh, the Phillies wouldn't allow in. And I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I'm sorry. Do you, do you need an emotional support alligator to go to? I can imagine some people with a dog, like a service dog. Yeah, I can understand that. all makes that. sense. A dog, even a miniature horse. Like, or, like, those have become popular because, not to dumb it down or bring, bring the mood down, but because they live longer. They, the the owner, the people that need those animals, their thought process is, well, a dog can get me 10, 15 years on a good on a for a good dog. Not all dogs are good. Let me rephrase. But Not an animal, a, a miniature horse or something. I, for, I don't I, that is a service animal like can actually live through like or pony will be like 30 years, 30, 35 years. Okay. So that's their logic. But I'm oh, okay. all for it either way, whether it's a dog, uh, uh, any sort of. Bill, are you ever going to bring a? Are you ever going to bring a horse to a sporting event? No, I'm. Not. Can you imagine a horse in the link, like as you're watching the Eagles game? Like not even, not even the indoor ring. I'm talking about the outdoor ring. Can you imagine a horse at a Phillies game? I've seen some pretty big people at the link, so uh, it doesn't put it past me anymore. All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, this is very factual point. You know, you know, I don't think he was intending to make fun of a lot of the Philadelphians out there uh, with the uh, robust, uh, <laughs> robust comment that he made there. Uh, but look, I, I'm a crocodile. All, you try to draw. Yeah. The line I, there, I, man. Alligator crocodile. Whatever I can't. Uh, yeah. I, now, part of me puts it as a bit because as you pointed this out uh, after I had sent it to you, like gritty was all about him. Like there he was shown on the jumbotron. He was so, shown on TV. Right. And I'm like, okay, it's got to be a bit. There's got to be a bit here. Like, mm-hmm. you can't convince me that this guy that has the emotional support alligator mm-hmm. is, like, genuine right. in needing it. Like, right. it's it's, a, it's for show. He went to right. the Citizens Bank Park early in, I think it was September or August, and saying, hey, let me in. And they were like, are you out of your mind? 
rightfully so. Right. And the Wells Fargo Center slash the Flyers are desperate for fans, so they said, let's do it. Not desperate, but you know what I mean. You, you know what I'm I disagree about it being desperate. I mean, that crowd's <laughs> been pretty good, man. It's the team overall has been playing Listen, very well. Here's what I'll um, kick off as we start this breakdown of, what, seven games in, six games in. Like, I was wrong right off the bat on the impact of a returning injured Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson immediately came into this into this season, making impacts, getting players going. I mean, honestly, you could argue that Owen Tippett is going to have a breakout season, and he's already on that trajectory because of being on lines with Sean Couturier and, and Cam Atkinson uh, at any point given this season. Like they're they are these are the impacts that you expect from the veterans for a rebuilding team, and it is very nice for a guy that was pessimistic about this season, particularly about those two players in myself, it's a good thing that these guys are already making an impact because you can see, look, I can watch highlights of Cutter Grotier and, and, and Mishkov till the cows come home for two to three years from now, but that's two or three years from now or whatever it is in, right. in, in Cutter, Cutter Grotier's case, seeing an immediate impact on the ice now by these players that are your veterans is a very good sign. Agreed. And listen, they're only one point out of a playoff spot after tonight's loss. Like <laughs> even so they started to have three and zero at home and then a, a, a weird game against Anaheim. And I'll tell you what, I thought for the most part, I would say between the second and the third period, the flyers were the better team in that game tonight against Carolina. They were a better team in the third period for, I would say about 15 minutes of it. They were the better team. And it, you know what you talk about, Couturier and Atkinson, the impact, but it's because, as I mentioned for so long, and you mentioned you got to go back and you got to grab some of these clips. I've been saying it for a while. You have balance finally back. You finally have some balance there. You have a first line center, and Sean Couturier looks like Sean Couturier. Cam Atkinson looks like Cam Atkinson. These guys are healthy. They're fresh. You know, they have, uh, you know, they, you, they've added some time to their careers for missing a whole season or two. So um, they've got time on that, but this is good. But I like the way that this team, you can really see the skill up front that they have. Morgan Frost had a couple of great moves in the third period. It almost scored a goal on it, and it was a nice thing to see from him, being able to use his skill set. And when you see this team and the veteran leadership from two guys like Couturier and Atkinson, it's really a good thing that they are back because – there's more than just their play on the ice that helps this team out because, look, there's a lot, a lot of young guys here. Some of these guys haven't burst through yet. Guys like, you know, Tippett's just starting to break through now a little bit. Morgan Frost's got a long way to go. Tyson Farsher's got a long way to go. Um, Cam York, you know, he's played well, but I think he can do more offensively. I think it's pretty neat that the Flyers have, have done this well so far. And to play and hang in there against Carolina, who, depending on what happens with the Rangers game tonight, they're actually trailing right now. Um, they they'll be first in the conference, so that it, it's. I tell you, man, it, it, it's good to, to see this team come back, and just adding a couple of those guys like that really makes a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, Tippett got his second goal of the season tonight, uh, uh, six points on the year, which is good to see. I mean, that's now I think two goals and four assists. Uh, my math does correct because I can barely add to ten apparently. Um, like. It is nice. I enjoy my favorite play. My my uh, uh, Pitlick's player this season. That's going to be long term this time. Unlike uh, Pitlick is is Bobby Brink. Like if you're not if you're not excited about Bobby Brink this year, I don't know what you're doing. Like this yeah. kid is just a go getter. Like yeah. he does not give a crap what's in front of him what's behind him he's going for that puck and he's not hesitating to shoot uh we'll talk about the power play uh or sputtering uh or getting off to just a ridiculously what felt like a historically sl slow start because of the lack of shooting in a moment but like bobby brink he doesn't care he's just gonna fire it on net and see what does and honestly we what you you touched on morgan frost tonight uh against carolina uh yeah he might like. I don't know if he's fully in the coot. Excuse the. Uh, I must say coots. The uh, the Tortorella house of worship at this mm -hmm. point. I think mm -hmm. there's a distinct number of players that are in that that house. Mm -hmm. um, 
Morgan Frost, despite getting praised from Torts last season, is definitely not getting it this season. It, it, no. it almost like it almost feels like last season's praise by Torts towards Morgan Frost almost feels disingenuous at this point because no. of how early uh, he was pulled off the roster. I don't know. No, I, I I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I mm-hmm. think Bill said that Morgan Frost did not start the season like he finished it last season, and I think that sometimes you needed a little reset. And Morgan Frost has to push himself more to be more of an impact player because Torch knows it's there. He's seen it, and he's not going to accept anything less than that. Once you show it to him, he's going to want to see that every single night, and he needs to be consistent. It's not so much about Morgan Frost, him being in the doghouse, so to speak. He needs to see that consistency. They're not going to trade him anytime soon, but I think with Morgan Frost, it's not the skill isn't there. It's the consistency of it. And well, look, I, he's going to be in and out of the lineup until he gets consistent with it. I agree. He is going to be in and out of the lineup, but I do. I would not put it past him to all of a sudden find himself. If he doesn't push himself, he will become the Kevin Hayes. Like I'm not I, saying I, he I will, so. but like it's not difficult. It's not difficult to get in the praises of 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 John Tortorella, but it's also not difficult to get in his doghouse and be stuck there. For an entire season where you are no longer in the plans, according to John Tortorella and Danny Briere. I think no, that's 100% I, 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 I think you're wrong. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm saying it's going to happen, but I think no, it's legitimately a concern I, it could be if we're if 25 don't... games in and he's still in and out of the lineup like a yo-yo. Well, he I mean, he's ten. we're 10 games in right now, and Morgan Frost has played after tonight. It would be uh, his third game of the season. So... Okay, you haven't had much of it yet. You've sat for the last five, six games. You know, you've got some time on the bench to kind of figure it out. Look at Rasmus Ristolainen. Like, Risto did not start the season as one of John Tortorella's favorites, but he kept at it, and he worked at it, and he made better, and he, he knows there's some deficiency there, but he, he loads the work ethic. He's they're not going to give up. He's going to keep trying. He's going to keep pushing, and that's what Torts wants to see. I think a great example is what he said in his press conference after the Anaheim Ducks game. Look, Sam Erson didn't have a great game, but when when the when the crowd started giving Erson the Bronx cheer, yeah, you know, after he made a save, you know, Torch is like, that's bullshit. Like it's bullshit. It's not all on him. Like he goes, he didn't play well. I don't think he was good, but it wasn't all him. And I respect that from a coach because you have think of it from this perspective. Yes, did Urson have a great game? No, he was re- he wasn't great at all against the Ducks, but he also struggled in the first period against um, uh, the, um, the the Stars when he played. I mean, Urson's got half of this team's losses for the season so far. Carter Hart's lost against um, uh, what's it called uh, the the Carolina the tonight. Yeah, Carolina yeah. and and the Golden Knights. So, but Torch said something great in his press conference, and it was. He he's the you know somebody asked him about our you know you look at maybe something a little different maybe something like a Felix Sandstrom because they're still carrying him on the roster, um and he was like no he goes Sam's our guy Sam's our backup Carter Hart's the starter he's we've got a we've got a starter in him, and he is the backup but he needs to figure it out it's part of his growth and I feel I know that I just know he'll bounce back he just has that makeup about him for when it bounce back so while Urson hasn't had the best start to this season. John Tortorella isn't ready to go. Like, ah, let's go to Felix Sandstrom right now. He, he, you no, know, he believes in Urson. He believes he could. I, but he needs to needs to understand. Yeah, that. but Torts understands that he needs to grow and work through. It. And he said that specifically. He said that he needs to grow. It's part of the growth. He needs to work through it. He needs to figure it out. If he's not getting games only every couple days and not every day and only every once a week or every other week, he needs to figure out how he needs to be prepared for that. And that's part of his development. And I think the same thing goes for Morgan Frost. Is that if he's seen what Frost can do, if Morgan Frost continues to continue working at it and play like he did at some portions of the game I saw tonight and really be that impactful skill player with a lot of non-laced moves that can set up some, some scoring chances, Torch wants to see that on an everyday basis. But if he's not doing that every game, he's going to bench him. But I think that's also part of Morgan Frost's development because Morgan Frost has had this highly touted thing about him, but he hasn't shown it yet. And I think Torch. He's even said it, you know, he said it in his open press comments. Sometimes he pushes too hard, but sometimes he he knows what to do. And I think with a guy like this, he's like, I know it's there. And you're not playing unless I say it. And I think that that's part of Morgan Frost's development to get to a point where he got like what Danny Briere did when he got cut from Phoenix back in the late 90s, early 2000s. He realized if I'm going to stay in this league, 
I got to figure it out. Like I got to, I got to figure out what to do here and have that drive. And that's the thing that's what we're trying to push him to do. Rangers sure. game, by the way. I, I don't necessarily disagree, but at the same time, if we are under the, if we're going under the uh, thought process of this being a playoff team, like you think they are, you need your backup to pull out those wins I don't know. Like they need to have a decent. You can't have a guy that I think last I saw is has uh like he's obviously zero and two. He has a sub eight. He's teetering on seventy five percent, a seven fifty save percentage compared to Carter Hart, who going into tonight was at nine twenty four, nine twenty five, something like that, which is absurdly good, bordering on elite. You can't have that big of a drop off. You're at some point you're going to have to say where you are. If you're contending for a playoff position like you anticipate them to be doing, you will have to lean on Sandstrom. Not saying you have to do it now. Not saying you have to do it by the end of November or even December. Sandstrom or Urson? You talking Urson. about? No, you. I'm talking about how if Urson doesn't recover from his bad start, you will have to turn to Sandstrom or even go to the outside and go make a somehow make a trade. I don't think that's going to happen, but like you will have to go somewhere other than Sam Urson. Because Sandstrom is waiting in the wings. As you said, he's still on this roster. He's You can't leave a guy like Sandstrom, who has some decent potential. I'm not saying he's as good as Urson. I think Urson is the better keeper today. But if, if Sandstrom is just going to be sitting on the roster holding that healthy scratch third goalie, you're wasting his potential talent by not giving him minutes in the AHL or backing up Carter Hart. Like, that's the reality of the situation. Like, you cannot wait. If you think this team is playoffs, this is the main point. If you don't, if you think this team is playoffs, you can't wait for guys like Morgan Frost or Sam Urson to figure it out in January or even like late December when you really get to know who these teams are. Like, that's, that's why, like, 10 games in, fine. Do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Like you figure you're pushing things through, but you don't have the runway that you think you do. If you're a a playoff team, like that's just the fact of it. I don't know, Bill. I mean, I I don't quite agree with that. I think that if you're looking at it from a perspective of this team is just a flat out playoff team, then, okay. I see your point, but don't forget this team has deliberately said that they're rebuilding multiple times because I mean, I think internally, they think they probably have a shot at the playoffs, but I don't think internally they probably believe, okay, we're not pushing for a playoff spot. If they get there, they get there. It's a learning experience. We're not going to go make moves. We're going to let these guys develop. I think that that's the more important aspect you have to look at. If you're asking me, me, what my thought is, I think you give Sam, I think you give uh, Sam um, Urson the rope. I mean, he's earned it. Honestly, he's earned it. I mean, Look back, the the only goalie I can really compare this to is Ontario Nenamaki. He came in his first couple of games, he went 3-0-0, and then he played like, you know, a lot of games. I think he played like 20 games in a row and in, in the 5 6 season, the season when Robert Esch went down and got hurt. And he did okay, but, you know, uh, Hitchcock really, really wrote him. and he, he But that was part of his development. He had to figure out how to be a starter. And, and he, he could never really do it because he had injury problems. And he could never just grab. Every time he had an opportunity to grab that, that starting role, he never could. But I don't think that's the same thing here. The reason I'm making the, the comparison is that it took a little while. for He had a really good start. It took a while for him to figure out at the NHL level. When you're consistently playing at the NHL level and you're in it day in and day out, it's going to take some time to figure out. I think that you have enough rope with that. I think that, you know, he had a bad game on Saturday, but he's got to figure out what to do in practice to stay prepared. Carter Hart's been outstanding, so you're going to get him a majority of the starts. <coughs> Excuse me. And look, I mean, we're, this 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 season's nine games old. It's 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 crazy. It's it's a ninth of the ninth of the way over already it's we're one ninth into the season already and it's just the end of october but they're nine games in they're four and four and one they have a plus two goal differential they're two points out of the second wild card like it's still super early i mean I, when this team gets around the holidays and if urson still hasn't won a game like sandstrom last year i'll have more concerns about it at that time but i don't think it's the same situation I think Urson's more of a player that he just kind of needs to get into a rhythm and understand that that he 
teams have a little bit of a book on him now. So, but he he gave up a couple softies the other day, and that's going to happen. But he needs to work on that. He needs to take that extra practice time and do that. He needs to figure out how to be a backup in the NHL, and that is the appropriate appropriate development path when you have a starter, an established starter like Carter Hart, who made I believe is two hundred NHL start tonight. So that's. You don't have to – you can ride Carter Hart. You're going to ride Carter Hart. Carter Hart is going to play 55 to 60 games, knock on wood, as long as he stays healthy. The only thing that you have to be concerned about with Sam Erson is that what happens if Carter Hart goes down. Other than that, you're going to be okay because even if, if Carter Hart does go down, it's not like you have to ride Erson and you have to ride Sandstrom. You're probably going to bring up Cal Peterson at that point because that's why you have him insurance. It's a little more of a, in the cap hit, but that would be – Carter Hart's on IR, so the cap wouldn't matter. But you have a little, still have a veteran there to back him up on it. I think that's why that's the plan B of the situation. So while Cal Pearson didn't make the roster, you don't really need a veteran behind Carter Hart anymore. You really don't. He's the, yeah. he's established enough where he's a he's he's considered a vet in the NHL. So after 200 starts, you know he's 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 he gets it. Sam it, Carter Hart is that veteran for Sam Hart uh, for 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 Sam Erson. So I think that that's something that give it time let it breathe let him go yeah uh i do want to ask how you're doing after a significant uh, and impactful defenseman went down for a couple of months uh but first this episode of orange backcheck as always is brought to you by the hockey podcast network and raycon headphones it may be halloween tomorrow but other holidays it's way too early to start thinking about unless you're ready to start shopping why not care take care of it right now before the crowds and packs calendars make shopping a total nightmare especially when you can get some of the best deals this season well before black friday you can shop raycon products right now and save up to 50 percent because their early black friday sale is going on right now yeah you heard me right now you've heard me talk about raycon products before how i use them for all of my podcast listening and my workout gear that's all I need. Everyday use and the workout brands. The fitness earbuds are top-notch, sweat-proof, so I don't have to worry about the sweat dripping and ruining those headphones. Raycon made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like Everyday Earbuds, known for their high-delivering quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they're expanding their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with a 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filter ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is now actually clean. Raycon is known for high delivering quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. You can't beat it. Just beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you don't want to miss out on Raycon's early bird special. Hurry now. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20% off. To get 20 to 50% off statewide, that's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. And we are also... Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We're back with another week of football, and it is Dallas week here in Philadelphia. So you know what that means. you got to sign up right now for DraftKings and keep in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers get about $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Throw down five on any of the this week's big epic matchups, and you know which one Scott and I are taking. We're taking Philly. It's Dallas week. 
Money on the line, seven and one versus what, six and two? I don't even know. Do they have their bye week? It doesn't matter. Dallas is not going to win. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with the promo code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 100 or excuse me, $200 in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With promo code THPN, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. Licenses, partners, Golden Nuggets, Lake Charles, LA, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. So uh, your Hot take, if you missed it, was, I believe, episode 157, something around there. Go back and listen well, to it. I didn't miss it. Well, I said it. It's, 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 it's important because you said that Mark Stahl was going to be the biggest impact player uh, for this team this whoa, season. Whoa, 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 whoa. Twist what, my words. I said what did I get going to be the most important piece to this Flyers team. Okay. Not the most impactful player. Fine. He's also hurt okay. now. Pretty significant injury. He's going to be out for a couple of months. Four to six, four to six weeks. So, like, how are you recovering now that Mark Stahl is down? Like, does this, how does this, how does this impact a locker room? <laughs> the loss of Mark Stahl. Well, I, I, I think it's significant. Absolutely. I think it's absolutely significant. You have a young defensive core out there. And I think tonight's game really, really measured, you know, if at some points, how I will say. Go. The, tonight's game, I, I mean, he, it, he's not the reason they lost, but Sanheim left uh, Carolina way open for that game-winning goal. And uh, I've been up – Sanheim has been very yo-yo-ish. He's been good. He's been bad, a little bit mostly bad, honestly. But a guy like Mark Stahl probably would have been able to close that gap there. But – uh even Yeesh. even so, it's more or less about the communication on the bench. I mean, when you think about it, the the most veteran guy they really have back there is Sean Walker, who's played very well this, so far this year. I really like what I'm seeing in Sean Walker. I don't think people are talking about him enough. Um, but you don't have Ristolainen right now because he's still injured. Um, so you're really down to the younger guys in your defensive core. And we and we talked about that a couple episodes ago, going into the season, was that. This team was going to struggle defensively. They're not going to have any problem up front. Obviously, they don't have problems scoring goals. They get a lot of offensive chances. Defensively, they're going to have their struggles because they're young back there. And that's why you need Carter Hart on a night in and night out basis to not bail you out, but he's got to give him a chance to win because they got have they're gonna have to outscore teams. And Tortorelli even says he wants his team to learn how to score more goals. So they're gonna they're gonna be pressing offensively. But that being said, not having stall on that bench. Is something where you can kind of calm guys down later in games. You know, like you saw how they were able to shut down Edmonton. They were able to shut down uh, the the Wild, even though he didn't play in that game. Um, they were able to shut down. You know, play. You know, they got and they got away from him against the Ducks. They got away from him a little bit late in the game tonight. Just little little hiccups here and there. But that's where your veteran leadership picks you up and 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 brings you back up and teaches the young guys how to handle these situations. But now. This is a learning lesson for the young guys. How do you overcome this adversity? They have to kind of figure it out on their own. They really do because they don't have Mark Stahl on the ice right now. And they don't really have a veteran presence outside of, you know, Sean Walker and Nate Sealer. Until- it's, it's really it's it's not even them. It's, it's Travis Anheim. Travis Anheim's the most tenured player on the on the ice tonight. Right. But he's still only 27 years old. So, right. I mean, like he's still a younger guy. Like and he's he's this is his first year really being a number one. And he doesn't have his standard partner in Bristol line. And so, you know. While he's been through this and done this before, um, this is this is really key for this defense to kind of build it and figure it out and work together through it until they can get someone back like uh, like Mark Stahl. Um, so that's that's my take on it. Is that it? Right, it, it's a setback, but I think that you know four to six weeks from now we're talking about like you know probably the beginning of December. It's not really the end of the world. I mean, you, you know, that's still like what you're close to 20 games in that point. 
roughly a quarter of the way through the season. So it's not like he's out for four to six months, and that's a, that's a different story. Um, I just I need I think I need to see. I think of the bigger thing that's important that people need to figure out is what's happening around line because he had a setback and his injury. I mean, he's been skating, but I mean that's um that's that's a bit of an issue. It is, it is a bit of an issue with Rasmus Ristolainen because I I think that um. I think that that's a bigger piece than just Mark Stahl because Rasmus Ristolainen is a much more serviceable player than Mark Stahl is. No disrespect to Mark Stahl, but he's a 36-year-old defenseman. He's just the most integral piece because he's been through it all except without winning a Stanley Cup. Um, Rasmus Ristolainen can still play at a high level, but you, you, until you have that little bit of a backbone with him, I think that's the bigger concern. Yeah. Um, I I think it's like you're cast into the deep end now as these young guys. Like that's really what, uh, even for guys like Cam York and Travis Sanheim who have not been top line defensemen or don't have a ton of games under their belt uh, in those positions. Like this is it. Like, let's see what you, you can do as, as players and, and go from there. And honestly, so they had the, and looking ahead, like, there's some there's winnable games on the board, not just this week, but in throughout these next couple of weeks. I mean, they got Buffalo twice in a home and home, then the Kings, then the Sharks, and and then Anaheim again. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, and then they well, they, they or they're just doing that West Coast trip. There's W's to be had here, and th- while we say that the game you can't lose the season now, the season doesn't really come into form until Christmas New Year time. But bagging points now is certainly going to take you a long way, not just for my bet of over 75 and a half, but oh. also to actually making the playoffs. Like 100%. If- and 100%. You know, you had a tough game tonight against Carolina, like you did. Like, I mean, I, well, I have to don't chuck Anaheim. I, I, Anaheim, I feel like, is playing better than people are, are, are saying about them. So uh, they, look, they looked pretty good the other night. They're 4-4-0. They're, they have eight points. I mean, they've won their last three. So they won three straight. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty solid. And then they... They play tonight, uh, or they play tonight against Pittsburgh. So I'll have to check that. We'll have to check that score. Um, but uh, let's see. I keep it on the table here on my computer. The Ducks won. So the Ducks have won four in a row. So the Ducks have, Ducks have picked it up a little bit lately. Um, as far as the Flyers with their upcoming schedule, you're right. There are wins to be had. You got a tough home and home here with Buffalo because Buffalo's on the up and up, man. I mean, they're. They're right there. I mean, they're they haven't shown it so far yet this season. They've figured out, but they're a team, and once they start clicking, they're gonna go. And I think that that's uh, a team where you don't want to give them any leeway, otherwise you're gonna be in trouble. I think the bigger surprising thing is that Boston's eight zero and one. How is Boston undefeated? Had not have a regulation you know, less so far as you know that they're still dominant, man. They're still I, the I, defending I, President's I, Trophy winners. If I you can call themselves wrong. defending, but. I, I read that wrong. I don't know how they're doing it. I'm sorry. I don't know I, you how know what it is. That old is that doing it? But you know, I I agree up. with the age thing because Pittsburgh. We we both have that same sentiment. I think this now like this is now revenge season. Like they are probably using the early exit from last year's playoffs as bulletin board material. I think they're on probably. like a gun ho mission to just tear apart these next. 82 games or whatever have you at, that they have left and just tear tear the NHL a new one and say what happened last season was a giant fluke. Like I, we underestimate our opponent and we're not making that mistake again. And now everyone's caught trying to be caught in the buzzsaw. Like that's what their, that's what their motivation is. I don't blame them. Like it's like Tampa, like Tampa got bounced disappointment after winning the president's trophy next year. They won the cup. So yeah. I fully yeah. anticipate Boston to have that similar mindset, possibly despite possibly. the d- despite the age. Like Agreed. I don't and think we'll see can. what happens. They don't they don't play the Flyers. It doesn't look like until January twenty seventh next year. So they don't they don't play them for a while. But that's I'll tell you crazy. What. Again, the NHL does such good things. Did you? I didn't check out the Frozen Frenzy thing on ESPN Plus. ESPN, a little bit, yeah. I caught a little, little bit. They tried to do the Red Zone equivalent. That's a great idea. I like Bouchergross. I think he's a great, uh, great addition. Uh, has been uh, great at hockey. I've listened to him since he's done Frozen Four for the N- ESPN before, uh, before NHL came back to ESPN. Obviously, he's one of the main guys there. I think that's a great idea. 
But can we stop with the NHL on Hulu? Look, I'm not this old man shakes fist at cloud person. I'm fine with it being on Hulu. The problem is Hulu as a platform sucks the big one. It is impossible, literally impossible to find the games. Because if you search one, it's if I like, obviously we're in the Philadelphia area. So by default, you would think because it would know my location like YouTube TV does, how I watch the regular scheduled games, it immediately comes up on YouTube. Here's uh, what's broadcasting, whether it's local sports or stuff that I regularly watch between my wife and I. It immediately will show me Flyers hockey, Flyers versus whoever. At Hulu, you have to literally search NHL and then even when you actually search NHL, it will sometimes show you games that are coming up on Hulu, not games that are happening right away or right then and there. In this case, the Flyers and whoever they played. I'm fine with it being on these platforms. I'm not fine with it making it impossible to find them. So something has to give here. Either don't put them on a Hulu or make them easily accessible. Put them on the front screen. It shouldn't be that hard to put them on the front. So when you do something good like the Frozen Frenzy, great. But then you shoot yourselves in the foot and then you say, let's put all of the Flyers games because we anticipate them to suck on Hulu. Like that, I don't understand the logic. It doesn't make sense to me. Just I put it, I want my JJ. That's really what I'm getting to. I want my Jim Jackson fix because he's really good at hockey and that's what I need. Okay. So I think you're talking about the Vegas game that was they were, they were doing for yeah. Frozen Frenzy. Okay, they, so they, they've been they on the Hulu at least two or three times at this point. Yeah. But you, I think you should start, maybe you should start watching ESPN Plus because they're on ESPN Plus more often than they are on Hulu. But they're on both. No, no, no. They're on both. Like yeah, if they're, they're on, on ESPN if they're on Plus, ESPN, it's right there in the front. I, I know, but what I'm saying is because I have Hulu. Hulu is the thing I have. I have YouTube TV and I have Hulu. There's and when they isn't Hulu part of like ESPN Plus? It is, but well, uh, so I my Hulu somehow I don't know. Like I somehow have my Spotify and Hulu attached to one another. And my Disney Plus is separate. My YouTube, so and I. If you have Disney Plus, you have no ESPN Plus. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. You have to get the what, package of all three. No, you don't. Yeah, why don't you do the package of all three instead? Of because I don't want to lose my Spotify, which I somehow got attached to my Hulu. This then why is don't you the go problem. Apple Music. You have an iPhone. What the hell you need no, Spotify I don't have, for? Who has Apple Music? I have Apple Music. It's the best why? thing ever. Spotify is better. so much better. Spotify okay. sucks. We no, absolutely not. It this, is this Spotify is, the is brutal. This is Spotify this is the problem. Sucks with the you. big one. I, that's I, what I, you're talking about. I don't know what else we had on the agenda tonight, but this is this is taking precedent. Even the rumors about Connor McDavid wanting out of Edmonton. I will go to the ends of the earth to tell you that you are an idiot if you think Apple Music is better than Spotify. Then start walking. <laughs> I'm going. Get, go. I will prove go, that go, this go, earth go. is flat. Walk to the goddamn end of the earth and go over the edge because you probably think it's flat too if That's you're a Spotify ridiculous. fan. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. If you, you like think. Spotify, you are a flat earther because you have an iPhone. It is the simplest thing in the world to subscribe I, to Apple One not, and get uh, all of so your stuff in Apple. It's, it's so easy. simple. It's simple to subscribe to Apple or to Spotify Premium. Spotify sucks, though. Spotify much, is an awful platform. No, it's not. No, it, you, it's, it's literally an integrated in your phone Apple Music. Literally, like, oh, it's part. It's an app Spotify, that comes you, with my phone. Two and a half seconds to download the Spotify app. Yeah, but it's just app. shit. And you're paying for garbage. You're paying for you're someone paying to listen for the to Joe Rogan. Same thing you are doing. Now, I, listen, I get any song that everyone, everyone on here. Everyone, listen, it's, we're coming, it's good quality. As, as I just said in the Raycon. Lossless and Dolby Atmos. As, as I just said in the Raycon ad, the shopping, the holiday season's coming around the corner. Right around that time is when everyone on that uses Spotify, which is a ton of people, more than Apple, I would think, is going to get their Spotify wrapped. It's like the one thing we all like can come together as a world and say, this is great where we, you see you, you're looking at me like you have no idea what I'm talking about. Spotify wrapped is the greatest thing to ever come to a, to a music app and Apple does nothing like it. I will uh, wait. I, 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 it's a viral marketing campaign. 
Yeah, it is. It's a great You've marketing accomplished campaign. It about their activity on their platform over the last year and share over social media. Yeah. Who cares? It's a great like, marketing plan uh, or ploy. It's, it's dumb. Okay. You know what? You know what? It's right. dumb. You know what? It's dumb. You, it's it's Apple, Apple, has really good, Apple really has cool things where they have different selections that expand your taste. So, like, you can try I, out different I literally can do that on Spotify. I, every yeah. day, I have a music playlist that says Made For You mix one oh, two like yeah, three so do i have that the same thing here all right with, what are we arguing music? here we're arguing bullshit that's what it it's is it's not listen it's not maybe if I, you would actually see the problem is, is that you don't subscribe to the right in things that's why so you can sit here and bitch hulu so if you want to sit here and bitch about subscribing to hulu and bitch about subscribing to spotify because you're going to lose that i was actually bitching maybe about how it's impossible to find nhl games actually, on hulu well, then maybe don't be cheap and actually get the three package. That way you can watch all three. And why have to worry Listen, about watching? I am one of those people that has no idea where I am subscribed to anymore. Like, am I subscribed? I honestly wouldn't be shocked if I have a login to ESPN Plus at this you point. You have to get and the app that gets all your subscriptions that you pay for and pay. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I know you subscribe to the app to find your subscriptions. To they should be a sponsor. They should be a sponsor and I'll do it. They, right. Yeah, really. Help us Here, out. They're, 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 I have to um, find that. Yeah. So I, I did want to close this out because we're over time and I, 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 I want to wrap things up. But uh, the rumor mill really kicked up eight games in, as you said, six, seven games in, that Connor McDavid, the face of the NHL and one of the best players to grace the ice at this point, like once out of Edmonton, he doesn't like the direction the team has been going. There's no, comp- like, he's just like, Hey, if you don't figure this out, I want out. I will waive my no trade clause if he has one. I don't even know his contract details. I imagine he has something like that. Um, I don't care what you have to do. You pick up the phone and see what it costs the the roster. Like you have to do it if you're Danny Briere and Keith Jones. It's I think Connor that, McDavid. I because you know what's going to happen, Scott. I can tell you what this is. If these rumors are true. This is the seed of planting that is already happening. Who's getting old on the other side of the state? Uh, yeah, Sidney Crosby. If you Evgeny if there Malkin. if this rumor is true, and Connor McDavid, because Pittsburgh will do this, they will do this. They know that if once they lose the Malkins and the Crosby to their roster, they become the team that was threatened to be moved. To uh, what what was it? Texas? I don't know. Kansas City, Kansas City, wherever it was. Yeah, they are back in that conversation. But if this is true, they are going to land Connor McDavid. How or Boston? Someone of that ilk. How have to jump with what? It doesn't matter. With because what? Of how the it NHL does works. matter? What kind of prospects do you think Pittsburgh's got? This is being good so for so many years. Why do you think they have to rely still on a on a thirty? And a 36-year-old Crosby, a 38-year-old Malkin, and you know, a 38-year-old Chris Letang. They got to rely on three guys who are almost at the age of 40. I'm sorry, a 38-year-old Jeff Carter. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of old, old, there's a lot of old weight. Who's the who's their sharpest young player? Younger player, Jake Gensel? I mean, look, Kyle Dubas was brought in to find the analytics and rebuild that club. They're just right now, they're staying competitive because they can't. They traded most of their assets away to get Eric Carlson. They're all in right now trying to go for that thing. How in God's name are you going to put up the money it's going to take, or, or what I mean, the the assets it's going to take to you know to to be able to get Connor McDavid? Because you you realize right now, any any trade the Flyers want to do is going to start around Carter Hart, and then you're going to talk about Carter Gauthier, and then you may possibly talk about Matt Vaymichkov, and then you're going to talk about a guy like Tyson Forrester. And oh, by the way, throw something young like a Cam York on defense, or an Igor Zamula, or an Emil Andre. And you know what you did? You just recreated the Lindros trade. And what did Colorado and what did Quebec do with all those pieces? They moved to Colorado, spent a couple drafts, spent a couple, a little bit of a, a players, and went and got Patrick Waugh, the best goalie in the world at that time. And then in their first inaugural season, they went and won the fucking Stanley Cup and then won another one in 2001. So, I mean, listen, it's, it, it, it's, it's, Connor McDavid is a special, special player, and it's absolutely disservice what the Edmonton Oilers have done to that team to not being able to to capitalize on the prime of Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl 
two of the best players I've ever seen, and they can't capitalize on it because they haven't built the thing right, and they can't acquire the right players. They can't get quality goaltending. Everything is a problem with that team. Yes, they've gotten to the conference final on pure will, but even so, like a couple seasons ago, but even so, there's always a hiccup in the way. I think with Connor McDavid, yes, you have to entertain the phone call. But for what it's going to be worth, is it worth trading someone like a Cutter Gauthier, Listen. like a Carter Hart, maybe Matt Vamichkov, Igor Zamola, Cam York? And that's probably starting the conversation right now yeah. because of how good it is. Is it worth it to Listen. go get a – hang on. Is it worth it? to go get a 26, almost 27-year-old player, okay, and deplete the rest of your roster so he's in the same exact situation that he was in Edmonton, and all of a sudden you're giving Edmonton all the pieces to go win the whole damn thing and build a longer-term team than you would with a 27-year-old player. It's not Lindros we're talking here, not an 18-year-old kid. You're talking a 27-year-old player, the best player in the league. You're talking... Wayne Gretzky level shit here from his trade in 19 in the late eighties. You're talking that level. I mean, yeah. it ain't worth you, it. The, it's the, not worth it. Now, with the excitement that we've seen from this team so far, listen, you, it was different circumstances. I understand it, but you kind of missed out or you didn't take the risk one because it was Chuck Fletcher. Again, I got to stop saying his name, but one day uh, you missed out on potentially landing Jack Eichel whether you thought he was going to be the right fit or not, you could have taken advantage of the risk was obviously coming off that neck surgery. Sure as shit. Seems like it was worth it now for Vegas. So well, they want a cop. Yeah, that's what I mean. So and they're built. And the, and the thing is, that's it. See, it, I understand that's a different comparison because it is, it's, it's less value. It's less risk or no. it's more of a risk. So it costs you less. I, 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 but I don't think it's the same. It's I don't think it's McDavid, the same move. man. Yeah, Connor McDavid's a different story. He's legit the best player in the league. Jack Eichel had been in a situation where that's a guy who gets you over the top when you're close to it. Jack Eichel is not in the same league as Connor McDavid. It's not. He's not. Seriously, he's not. Jack Eichel's a very good player. He's a great player. But Jack Eichel's no Connor McDavid. Yeah. You know, he's not a guy you build your friend. They tried it in Buffalo. It didn't work. He's a complimentary piece in 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 um in, in Vegas. He doesn't need to be the guy. You know, you have Mark Stone there. You have Alex Petrangelo. You have a great, you know, you know, William Carlson. You've got a great core out there. Jonathan Marcheseau. You have a complete team out there. He's the guy you add into it to get you over the top. Connor McDavid alone is not a player that you bring in to, to, to build a franchise around right now because you have to give up a lot to get him. And I think the Flyers are in a really good spot right now. But like, really, because you're starting to see the younger guys who are really starting to pick up. Bobby Brink is a big, big, a big part of this team's future. He's showing a lot of flashes. Tyson Forrester, once he's going, he's, he's going to be really good. Owen Tippett, Owen Tippett's going to start getting going soon. Now that he's put the, he's put his first two first two goals in the season. Travis Konechny, he probably another one who would probably have to dump out. He 11, 11 points in, in eight game in, in nine games. Like that's absurd. You know he's got he's almost a goal per game player. It you don't you don't do it for McDavid right now. You, you do it when he's eighteen. You don't do it for McDavid right now. You, you don't. You don't. don't you don't. You don't. It's not going to get you anywhere any closer. It's not. Because fans what makes Connor McDavid so good? Dude, the chemistry he has yeah, with Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Connor McDavid would be great without Leon Dreisaitl. But he's able to put up so many points because he's got two. You got two potential Hall of Fame talents on one line. Really. Like Dreisaitl is that good of a shooter. Like go watch him in person when they go. You know, obviously they already came here. So you're not going to be able to see him this year. But if you see him in person. Oh my God, dude! He's it, it's just ridiculous. To see how good this guy is. I I noticed when I saw him in person. I noticed Drysaddle more than I did McDavid, honestly. And and I think that because you know Drysaddle is more of a shooter. He's more commanding with the puck. But still, I I just unless you're going for both, it ain't worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really yeah. isn't worth it. I, I just not win the fly situation. And I'll say this, and I'll, and I'll cut it, and I'll cut it loose. Plus, you know, you mentioned Chuck Fletcher a second ago. And hey, you gotta stop saying his name. <laughs> Let, let's think about for a second who who brought some of these players in here. Let, let's think about like you know Cutter Gauthier. Let, let's think about you know uh, um, Bobby Brink. Let's think about um, who else? Uh, uh, Tyson Forster, Chuck Fletcher. Those are Chuck Fletcher draft picks. I mean, Chuck Fletcher 
is almost what Ross Farwell was in the early 90s. He brought in Lindros. He brought in Rod Brindamore. He brought in a couple younger pieces on the defense. Bob Clark is the one who went out and got Desjardins and and um, LeClaire. And he even brought back Mark Recchi later on after he flipped him for them. Brett's where Briere is probably right now. Let, what can we do to add to the roster to add to this talent piece? Because if I'm not doing anything for Connor McDavid right now. No, I, I know I know you sound crazy because last year, asked me a year ago, I'd say throw everything at him because you are rebuilding and you had younger talent that wasn't showcase yet. Now that these guys have been seen out here and they're part of this team and you could start this team starting to build the other and, and it, you don't do it now. You're their the mission is they're rebuilding There's, from within. They're sticking with it. A year ago with Chuck Fletcher, you throw the cards on the table and you do it. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's your it's your last shot. I mean, you wouldn't you'd be a little bit of a different situation now. But I think right now you, you don't you don't you don't make some other team is gonna end up with him. The talent like Detroit. Like the, the talent might be there right now, but it like it's it's too unknown. The talent that the Flyers have on the roster now because they're so young. You know the talent that Connor McDavid has. You it's it's a no brainer to me. Correct. But so I don't know. But correct. Yeah. Correct. But again, Bill, if Connor McDavid were eighteen, yes. Twenty seven is not that old in the NHL yeah, anymore. But you, okay, it's not, but he's got miles on him, man. He's I really got care. It's he, Connor yes, the best player in the league. But you're gonna tear up roster for the next seventy 10. points last year or something stupid. I understand that. I get that. I'm not saying I, I know I sound crazy right now, but I'm saying is that how much you're gonna have to give up to get a player of that caliber and the talent that you have on this roster. You're starting over from scratch. What I'm saying is that if you do that move, you're not going to win with Connor McDavid until he's like 32, 33. You're really not because you still have to restock the cupboard after that. That's what I'm saying. Mm. It's not it, It's not the right point to get a player like that right now. It's not. If it were last, and the reason why I say wherever it were last year, you're already saying, okay, we're tearing down and rebuilding this whole thing. But now they're like, we're not letting the young guys play. And they're stepping up. It's like, holy shit, we already had enough talent in the system. Build it this way. And that's how they want to do it. I mean, what do you think? Let us know. Shoot us a follow at Orange Backcheck on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Make sure you're following us on the Hockey Podcast Network Saturday night against the Kings. We're going to be participating in Hockey Podcast Network Saturday night hockey broadcast on their YouTube page. Make sure you join us over for that uh, on YouTube.com, like I said, uh, and all of our social platforms. We'll be posting out the links everywhere uh, if he's there. If these rumors are true, do you go after Connor McDavid? Let us know in the comments. Let us know uh, wherever you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, on social. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go get Connor McDavid. I don't think you're right, Bill. As usual. (laughs) 